Welcome to the Backseat Fantasy Podcast, featuring your host, Mario. You know, as I sit here looking at my championship belts, I can't help but feel that I'm overqualified for this. Senior stat. Mr. D's. You have the worst trade proposals I've ever seen. The world's worst psychic, Castro. Fonz is our next champion. And last and probably least, Big Willie. You know who the f- Shit bowl is? It's me. It's time for another episode of Nonsense from the least qualified fantasy analysts in the business. So buckle up and enjoy the view from behind as the guys take you on the backseat ride of your life. Three, two, one, go. It's still pretty good sync, even despite Will's distractions. Okay, okay. All right, we're back. We're back in after... Shut the fuck up, please. After skipping another preview episode. I haven't looked. I feel like we haven't done one in a while, though. Yeah, the weeks have not been kind, and the weekends have been busy for a lot of us. Uh, yeah. Jay talks a lot of shit over a headset. You can't do a preview after all the games have been played. It would be a recap, Jay, which is the problem. problem is we do these Tuesdays a lot of the time, and then Wednesday, like I'm working late tomorrow, and I've been working late Friday, Saturdays, and William, what the fuck are you messing with? <laughs> if you if you pan your camera, I won't see Lifesaver gummies over there. What is that? The other way, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't show me your wiener. <laughs> oh, look at all that. It's Christmas come early. The last house. Got a bunch of presents wrapped. Yeah, there's the gummies. There's the gummies. Shit, we are getting close. Change. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. We dropped the ball a little bit. If you think about it, when's the last time we did like a pick them, like picking games? Feels like it's been a few weeks, right? I don't have it. I don't have it. Oh, the combo. Yeah. Right before Thanksgiving. All right. Yeah. It has been a couple weeks then. Um, man, I'm impressed by the amount of presents you have over there. I, I think I've ordered one thing. It's because my sister told me specifically what she wanted. <laughs> that I've kind of ignored Christmas. You're done? Damn. Would you, would you care to give us a list of who you got so that people know if they need to feel obligated to get you something? <laughs> yeah. You owe him more than everybody else. <laughs> Not done. 
Damn. Oh. <laughs> Look, hey, he's got less hair. There's less hair on Fonz's head. Where is it? Let's see it. <laughs> uh damn it. <laughs> what one in what movies does Jet Li have multiple like haircuts? <laughs> he has the same haircut. <laughs> Yeah, is that which one's that? Which one's that? That's where he gets killed with a bunch of arrows at the end, right? Oh, hero, hero, no. Oh, the one, no. Of course he was. <laughs> no coincidence. Good, good. <laughs> what? Why did you say work peeps twice? <laughs> that could have counted as one. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Fucking really? Dude. Oh my god. Fucking. I'm not even getting all my siblings shit. Fucking Chris Kringle over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'd respect the play if you really only got like four people gifts, but you just like insured Christmas for yourself. <laughs> Everyone, you just got like a card and says, Hey, Merry Christmas. It's going to clean up. <laughs> That's how you get your son Christmas. If you just make sure everyone else give you gifts because they would give you gifts as if you're a 10 year old. <laughs> Damn. Well, good on you, William. You're three weeks early. Uh, as I said, I've only I've only purchased one thing so far, and it was not an even trade off. I already know that. <laughs> well, damn! I need to get on it. I need to get. <clears throat> well, that that's my issue with with a lot of Christmas is like, I want everything to be like thoughtful and like I'd I'd rather. I know it's not good, but I like I'd rather do nothing than give like an empty because I remember I I like I got a desperation gift from my mom one time. Like it was her birthday the next day and I went to Walmart two in the morning and I got her just some toaster that I could afford. And to this day I'm so embarrassed. Like the look on her face 
when she opened it, like, oh, <laughs> it was just, it fucking scarred me. So I would just honestly rather do nothing than give, than have that feeling repeated. And so uh, anonymous person, I won't, I won't call them out, but they're like, hey, tell me what you want. And I'm like, honestly, I don't, I, I get myself what I need. I don't want for a lot. I'm not doing any projects. Like I just save your money and let's spend time together on the holiday. And one person was like, solid. <laughs> and I was like, great, we're even. And then the other one uh, didn't listen. And they were like, hey, uh, would you use this? And it was like a, it was like a Theragun, like a massage thing. I was like, oh, you know what? I, I've never used that, but I might have need for it. She's like, all right, well, that's probably what you're getting. And then they're like, by the way, I want these sunglasses. And they were like $40 more than what they got me. And I'm like, why don't you buy yourself your sunglasses and let me get my shit? So it just, it just reminds me of, you know, I won't get on a soapbox, but it's like, this is whole marketing shit. Just is roll money out, blah, blah, blah. But I know, I know. Well, nice. Wait, I wasn't listening to what we were talking about. What store is this? <laughs> they, they sell dildos next to Peter Piper Pizza. It's a steal. <laughs> I don't know. I think it is. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn <laughs> pretty pretty nice little Saturday, yeah. I was going to say, everyone on William's Christmas list is now very suspicious of what they might be getting. Someone's getting a dildo for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One person, at least, you, like buy like a cucumber, just wrap it just in its actual shape and just hand it off to them and it might be fucking serious. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Nothing but dildos left here. <laughs> and they're <laughs> they're uh they're open six days a week, is that what you said? Is it like a is it like a pop up store? It's like open for the holidays. Oh, strange. (laughs) Wearing his party hat still, walking into that place. Oh, wow. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah, I'd want to go just to see what it's like. It's a, it sounds like uh like pawn shop slash like dumpster diving. Yeah, like a little bit of that. <laughs> Treasure hunt, yeah. All right. Whatever you want to call it. Sure. I imagine there's there's some thrill and appeal in that. And it's just kind of digging in a pile of nothing and find find some gold, yeah. dildo bucks (laughs) damn Okay. Uh, I don't know if we have anything else. Merry Christmas to everyone for, for, for that, that subject matter. Um, unless, yeah, Castro, it sounds like, sounds like you might make the trip to Texas. Any, do you have dates on that yet? Like, Nice. That's nice. Uh, I look today, like we, we alternate weeks, like who's on the hook for team practices and meetings and stuff. And I just realized today that my week is not Christmas week. So maybe as early as like the 18th, I might be off the hook of work for like up to a week. So it's possible 
the 18th at night though i still have to do that christmas show still do that christmas show unless you guys are part like realistically i could make it at midnight <laughs> like i could be there i could leave work and and go straight there oh shit i got cats i gotta figure this stuff out anyway <laughs> i still think it's funny that like if whenever you and william are up here i could just take a ball of hair while you're asleep and just shove it up your throat it's not down your throat kill you guys yeah <laughs> you respect her she's right here just waiting <laughs> it's it's william specifically it's like she knows like i bet i could fuck this guy up this <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't think I can reach her but she's like she's like passed out in like a beanbag bed over there <laughs> yeah <laughs> no video content here okay so yeah we'll talk about holiday stuff as it gets closer I guess but uh, I guess we can go ahead and recap recap the the penultimate week. This used to be the final week of the regular season, but because there are now 17 games a year, 18 weeks of the NFL season, we have pushed it back one. So this is the second to last regular season, but large implications nonetheless, as everyone who listened to the preview episode, sorry, the last recap episode, because we didn't do a preview episode, um, might remember. So... Big implications going in, and I don't know what the most dramatic order would be in. Just a little reminder, just a little reminder of what happened or the scenarios. Top four were locked in, Castro, Jacob, Jose, and Isaac. Castro and Jacob's spots were locked at one and two. Um, who's one and who's two is not settled quite yet. Not not the biggest implications there. Um Three and four were not, with Jose and Isaac being separated by a game. And I was not locked in at the time at five, and then Miller uh, also on the bubble at six, and then Justin and uh, William here were on the outside looking in. So that in mind, I actually will cover mine first uh, because what happens there will kind of trickle down to what happens elsewhere. So first up, I faced off against Scott in what was not a super dramatic game. I will say I warned leading into it that I was a little bit worried about Scott because even though he was three and nine coming into the week, he had been putting up a lot of points and it held true again this week. He put up one twelve on me, including a 70 yard uh, rushing touchdown from Damian Harris and that, that gust bowl. Did anybody watch that game? The Patriots bills. <laughs> yeah 
Apparently the winds were up to 40 miles an hour. Uh, I'm surprised the kickers did anything at all. You're lucky you got your four or whatever uh, Tyler Bass gave you. Yeah, can't blame him. I'm surprised even like the Patriots were too afraid to throw. I can't believe anybody was willing to kick. Uh, but Nick Folk still got a couple. I think he had like seven points for Miller. And uh, that was it. Luckily, I did not start Mac Jones. It would have been in keeping with the rest of my season to have a quarterback give me 0. 0.48 points on the uh, on the week, but not so because my boy Taysom Thrill Hill bailed me out. Back to back weeks. Back to back weeks over twenty. Look out. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see if he stays hot. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to impact my game or my team or my game too much. I finally had the boom week. Actually, high score of the week, as I did hold on to beat Scott, one forty six to one twelve, large disparity. But one twelve is a is a good respectable score. And I will say this about Scott's team. Uh, I appreciate that he's trying. Devontae Freeman has been a, a pretty nice pickup, but he gave him fifteen. Elijah Mitchell gave him fourteen. Jalen Waddle another nine catches for 90. Elijah Moore had another double-digit game with a touchdown. And freaking Damian Harris has kind of boomed. Scott is actually in the perfect position because most of his talent is young with Eli Mitchell, Jalen Waddle, Elijah Moore, and Damian Harris kind of being the front. And now he's got odds to be the second. If he holds us in this position, he's got the second-best lottery odds to get a pick. And he has Fonz's pick because, as we know, Fonz bet on himself. <laughs> this season in the David Montgomery trade. So uh, Scott will have his pick and presumably another more than likely top five or six pick in uh, Fonz. So bright future ahead for him. Uh, like I said, I won't spend too much time on mine. Just, just everybody booms. Sanders, uh, Madison stepped in for Cook really well. Uh, Miles Sanders finally looked good, 24 carries, but he got hurt. He either gets hurt or fumbles his way out of the game every week. It's hard to trust. Uh, the, my boys, the Jeffersons, both showed up with touchdowns. Oh, what? I did. <laughs> it's good luck. Ever since I changed my name to meet the Jeffersons, 8-1, and one, baby. Eight, uh, go from 0-4 to 8-5. and five. I'll take it. Um, and by the way, Jose, you don't have to add this now, but when we do the preview episode, because I'm trusting we will this week, I'm going to ask you about that stat of how many teams have started 0-4 and, and made the playoffs because with this win, I have officially clinched my play, blah, playoff berth, easy for me to say, leaving William, Justin, and Miller all fighting and clawing for that last spot. <laughs> we don't spoil it William we haven't gotten to your game uh, damn Yeah, if you're if you're gonna be in the bottom tier, the the bottom couple, like like right now he's tied for uh for worst record with uh Michelle, I believe. 
if you're going to have that, the the best scenario you could hope for is to A, have your draft picks, and B, have young talent start to show promise, which is exactly what those three to four guys are doing, especially Moore and Waddle. And Elijah Mitchell, what a steal. I think he got him in the last round of the draft. Castro remembers. He's been praising Scott's drafts all offseason. Uh, last little bit I'll point out about my team is that I think we all got a glimpse of the future of what Javante Williams' career is going to look like as soon as Melvin Gordon gets out of the way. <laughs> this isn't Royce Freeman, William. This is a man with talent. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all the time I'm going to spend on mine. Good game, Scott. It's not your fault. Not your fault. I did 146 to 112.5. 146, of course, being the highest score of the week, uh, which leads us to the next one, William. You won't shut up about it. Might as well jump to it. You faced off against our other co-commissioner and co-host in Jose here. And Jose, actually, this was a really close back and forth for the first couple hours of the day, but I found out uh, Jose didn't even know that because he was out doing his half marathon. You were out for a run that day. (laughs) <laughs> A white guy watched. Uh, real quick aside as a, as a congrats to you for that, for that feat. The day before you ran your half, I ran half of a half and my feet still hurt. Like my bones hurt for, for several days, just walking. <laughs> oh, got bit by the bug. Uh, anyway, clearly not concerned. Out running in the wild, not even looking at his phone. As he was facing off against you, William, which I will say you were you were going out with a fight. It was the projection was very close early on. I think you guys were both projected around like 110, 112, because in the early game, your boy, Justin Herbert and Mike Williams were going off. <clears throat> <laughs> Is that a fast and furious? 
<laughs> you almost had me. <laughs> Say the fat burger line. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, I mean, it was a close projection for a while. You guys were both projected around one, like 110 neck and neck, and then y'all both went down to 96. And then something happened at the second half of that Charger game. Just Herbert and Mike Williams just stopped in their tracks. Mike Williams off to a real hard start. I think he had 90 yards in the first half, only finished with, yeah, only finished with 111. Uh oh. Shit, I just looked at that. I didn't realize that he was put on the COVID list. Apparently, he still has a chance to play because he's vaccinated. He just has to return a couple negatives. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, William, like I said, you were putting up a good fight early on, uh, but eventually... You know what happened, actually, was George Kittle. Well, your afternoon went the opposite of Jose's afternoon. Your lack of points uh, coincided with Jose's. You know, you're worried about losing Debo Samuel. It seems like all of his work just went straight to George Kittle instead, as he had his best game of the year. 181 yards, two touchdowns, 30 points on the game. Wow. <laughs> uh yeah those guys going off Deontay Johnson had 100 yards and two touchdowns for 22 in the Steelers Ravens game uh and then Kyler couldn't didn't come back soon or what's the phrase there came back and not a moment too soon because Russ Wilson played a little better got the win over the Niners but still only 16 points compare that with Kyler's 30 that he had this week Nice. When's that going to become your name? <laughs> well, maybe you can at least maybe you can at least give him the nickname, just like Jacob gave his whole team. Uh, <laughs> Well, what are you going to rename here? And this is, you know, as you're, as you're officially locked into the playoffs, I think you already were, but as we go through seeding and you go up against second place, Jacob, um, your biggest concern, I would think, my biggest concern, I pointed out with William, he's like, I'm working with no running backs here. I just signed Rex Burkhead and Tevin Coleman. And I was like, you know, the irony of that is Rex Burkhead and Tevin Coleman actually outscored Saquon and Zeke this week. As yet again, both seem to struggle. 11 for 55 for Barkley, 13 for 45 for Zeke. No touchdowns between either of those two. Concerned? Yeah. 
<laughs> Zeke's basket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I did not say the final score, but we've sort of alluded to the fact that, Jose, you did squeeze out – well, not squeeze out. You got the win over William. You had that separation in the, in the back half of the Sunday games. Ended up walking away with a pretty high total of 130 to William's 85. William, your win-loss did not matter all that much because you're more playing the points game. But you had a chance to close the gap against Miller here. Um, did not close as much as you would have hoped because I think you were down by about 77 or something like that coming into the week. Maybe something like that. So uh, you put up 85. Obviously, you would have liked to have done more. Uh, Tyreek had maybe his worst game of the season. And did you see, I know you didn't see this, but we're watching the Dolphins game. And I don't know if anybody else was, Jose, I know you were running to Castro. Maybe you were watching some red zone when Tua threw to Gasecki in the end zone and the thing plunks him right in the helmet and falls right up, goes right through his hand, plunks him in the helmet. He drops the touchdown. I was already ready to give William shit. Next play, he, the uh, Tua launches it to the back left corner of the end zone. Gasecki jumps up. Nice catch. Pulls it in. Graphic comes up. Gasecki touchdown. I was like, oh, shit, good for him. Wrong graphic. It was the wrong guy. It wasn't Gasecki. It was Matt Collins. So it was like double fuck you to William. <laughs> well i this would have been one of those examples of fonts just like getting confused and i'd be ready but like i saw it too they put the graphic up that said gaseki they fucked up so he probably saw that <clears throat> i got you back on this one fonts but probably never again uh but yeah anyway 85 was your point total um you just beat up man you just beat up you lost michael carter you lost deandre swift um is that it Well, that's true. I don't think you could have made up the uh, 45 points that you lost by. But it doesn't even matter. You just wanted – you needed points. It didn't matter if you beat Jose or not. Uh, what? Oh.
He's been on two different teams since you traded for him. He was in Denver. <laughs> That's when you traded for him. Mr. I hate Denver running backs. <laughs> Miami's Miami's going to know how to use him. They're going to cut him. Well, then when's the next time you have a first-round pick? <laughs> no. He traded away the next three years? 22, 23, and 24? Well, you did. <laughs> you did. <laughs> oh, fuck, William. You got to have a fire sale, man. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right, Philip Lindsay for a first round. <laughs> Final offer. <laughs> uh, well, William, you are not officially dead, as we as I said. You're playing the points game. Uh, let's let's go from there. Don't don't give me hope. From there, let's jump into the uh, the pillow fight matchup of the week, uh, which was Miller against. Jacob, uh, because Miller is who you're chasing. Somehow, Jacob, okay, I think we're all very thankful and lucky that his streak ended last week. Because if his streak had been 11 games and it got extended to 12 in this game, wherein he beat Miller 56 to 54, the lowest score of the week, the two lowest scores of the week just happened to play each other. Sorry, the universe has a funny way of, of doing that sometimes. Uh, we'd all be pretty pissed off, and I would call for uh, maybe an end to the streak, like unofficially. Say so this one doesn't count. <laughs> uh, but luckily, Michelle bailed us out of that situation. As it stands, Jacob does get his 11th win, his 11th in 12 games. Uh, as he holds off to beat Miller, Miller is projected to win by about 20. But of course, he played like he has so many bills on his freaking roster. And in this case, Patriots between Hunter Henry and Nick Folk, that all of them combined for, I don't know, like 20 points. He had four players that were projected like over 35. He should have won this walking away. But Josh Allen, shitty game, had 11.7. Hunter Henry, zero. Emmanuel Sanders, two. And Nick Folk somehow made two field goals and got him seven. But he was lucky to get that. But all in all, not enough as he lost by two and a half points. To Jacob. Oh, that's true. That's true. He had done it what late on Sunday. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, I'm scrubbing to find it right now. I'm just seeing a whole lot of shit talk between Castro and Isaac. Uh, <laughs> to you. Oh, that's there it is. Good game, Miller. Congrats on the playoffs is what is what uh Jacob sent. <laughs> Somehow, I mean that it works. Jacob picked up on it pretty quickly and used it against the man who created it and held on to somehow win the 56 points. The irony in this is it still keeps Jacob alive for the one seed because he is tied with you, Castro, at eleven and two. So if you lose to Michelle this week and he beats Dees, he would jump you for number one seed. Uh, we'll get to that with the preview episode. Um, but as it stands, yeah, uh, Miller did hold on to win. I'm sorry, Miller lost. And this has actually had big implications because I won and Miller lost. We are now separated by two games with one to go, meaning officially Miller cannot catch me at the five seed, so the points don't matter, um, which is why it is William, Justin, and Miller on the bubble. The other reason this is important as we said, not only did Miller lose, he only scored 54 points. And in a points race, that is important. So with his 54 and your 30, sorry, 85, William, you made up 31 points of ground. Congrats. Problem is you were down by 70 or so. So big opportunity kind of missed by you to close that gap. And it's why you are in poor spirits today, I think. <laughs> He's been a roller coaster of emotions for weeks. <laughs> um, the other side of this we can talk about is uh, Jacob kind of kind of limping going into the playoffs after winning the ten straight. He lost last week to Michelle. Should have should have lost this week. To he would have lost to everyone else, just happened to beat to play and beat Miller. Uh, just a lot of bad luck. Daryl Henderson was announced like announced active right before the game and then played zero snaps. Tyrod Taylor went got shut out and then injured at home, only put up 1.3. And then a couple of the big names didn't show up two for Kelsey, two for McLaurin, one for Zach Ertz. Like, yeah, just those together were. A killer, well, almost, should have been. <laughs> should have been a killer. Still got the win. But I don't know. Cause for concern. Jose, I know you're playing him next week, so I won't I won't make you incriminate yourself or uh, or put your foot in your mouth with anything. He is getting the Aarons back, the Aarons, Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. So that'll help. We'll see if Daryl Henderson comes back fully healthy next week. But uh, I don't know. I can ask the other two, Castro, William. This is half your team. (laughs) 
Man, Castro, now, now that you're saying it, I'm looking at his last five games, 3.5, 5.9, 16, there it is, 5.1, 2.2. Only one game over six points in the last five. <laughs> uh, well, it's... Well, good news for Jacob a little bit as, as far as Terry McLaurin goes. Um, the first week he's going to have to play a playoff game since he gets the first round by is week 16. Week 16, he gets Dallas. Week 17, he gets Philly. The two weeks prior to that, Dallas and Philly. So he's going to get to see exactly how McLaurin performs against those two defenses before, before they go into the real deal. Yeah. AJ Dillon's been been creeping into that usage in Green Bay. Uh we'll we'll see on this next week. He did look good. I, I think McVeigh is good at making most running backs look good in that offense. The only real hope I think Jacob has as far as maintaining that backfield is that McVeigh tends to be just a one running back guy. He's not a huge committee guy. So pending health, pending health. Right. Yeah. If he walks off and his, I don't know what his injury was. I assume it has to do with this lower half of his body though. So. Ooh, that's rough. That's rough. All right. That is the unpackaging of Jacob. So with that in mind, Miller's 54 points. The next man up chasing him was Justin. And I think Justin was down by about 90, 90 or so coming into the week. And Justin faced off against Michelle. That matchup wasn't too close. Michelle only put up 62 uh, coming off her big win against Jacob. A lot of her players came back down to earth. Trevor Lawrence, six. Daryl Williams, eight. Not bad for a backup. Uh, she had to start P Ryan. The, the only big name that really showed up was Cooper cup. Once again, eight for 129 on a touchdown, everyone else, uh, single digits. And she's been getting, she's been getting by with double digits from her defense and kicker every week. Uh, even they, they didn't have booms this week at six for Gould and seven for Patriots. Michelle maintains that last place spots tied with Scott, uh, record wise, but, holding the tiebreaker as far as having fewer points than him. So she still holds on to 12 with one week to go. Uh, don't forget about the toilet bowl implications though, which we'll remind you of as we go. So only 62 for Michelle, Justin, who needed a bunch of points to make up for it. Is that William? <laughs> this is brother. This is brother. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Justin, as I was saying, who needed a bunch of points to score, dropped 118. More concerned about the difference between him and Miller than him and Michelle. As I said, 54 for Miller, 118 
for Justin. Quick math says that is about a 74 point difference or so. Is that right? No, 64, 64. Um, so as the weekly report came out, Justin texted me this morning and he said, my job, my only job is to outscore Miller by 30 points next week, which is, I told him you were down by 94 before Sunday. Now you're down by 30. So it's not impossible. And Miller's had a couple of rough weeks. Uh, Uh, yeah, the trouble for Justin has been um, picking the right guys. And that includes this week. Even in a week wherein he dropped 118 on his bench, Dallas Goddard, 105 yards, two touchdowns, 22.5 points. If he had started him over Dalton Schultz, that is an 18-point difference. Suddenly he's only down by 12, which he's had a lot of that. He's, he's got a lot of players that have boom potential but aren't necessarily locking in starters. So. <laughs> oh god i'm gonna dedicate my entire week to figuring out how to make those gifts where you put little pictures like clip art over the faces to get those two <laughs> with that gift <laughs> The, the, that would be my favorite gift of all time if I could figure out how to get their faces on it. <laughs> Actually, Justin might be my best hope to do that because I bet he could spend 10 minutes at, like at his work computer just using it, just rendering that. So maybe I can get him to make it for me. And I got to have him make it both ways so that if Miller holds on, <laughs> that's Miller kicking Justin. <laughs> And vice versa. Uh, that'll work. It's it's gotta happen. It's gotta happen. Um, either way, we're we're likely to hit our whiteboard quota for that six spot. Uh, William still on the bubble. Let me see if I can do some more quick math because I didn't write it down. You are eleven points behind Justin, so you. Need to outscore Miller by 41 or, well, and outscore Justin by 11. So you need to have a game of your life or just pack it up, man. Just pack it up, go home. Mama raised a quitter, didn't she? <laughs> Why don't you take a page out of your brother's book and just say, I suck. I'm done. <laughs> Lots of drama. This is more preview content, and we'll go over it again. But, uh, yeah, you are not officially dead, William. It was 70 points coming into the week, and now it's 41. Justin. <laughs> we'll see. Reality settling in. For the record, I don't know if Michelle saved it, but 
as William is now on the wrong side of this this little three man race to uh, sixth place, I want to I want to see if we have a list of everyone who voted. William will make the playoffs, and William won't. And I will remind people, William, that Warwick bet you straight up that you would not make it. He bets you the buy in next year. So this is a hundred dollar, uh, well, an extra hundred dollars on the line for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> never bet on William. That's what he says. I will say you challenged you challenged Jacob first. He was talking shit to you about making the playoffs. You said you want to bet me, and he's like, he he said something to back out of it. So if you won't bet me, you won't bet me. And then Warwick jumped in. He's like, I'll take that bet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> good job at adjusting. Justin did get so freaking lucky though. Uh, two weeks ago, when Tony Pollard had like the kickoff return touchdown, he got a touchdown for his defense and for Tony Pollard. So it was like a twelve-point banger right there. Uh, probably week twelve. So do you play? So they're all losses. I can't keep them straight. That's just not, I remember. Um, and Tony Pollard, again, the run game was doing nothing against New Orleans this past week. And literally, we're watching the game. I said that exact thing. I go, we just can't do anything on the run. Boom. Toss play to, to Tony Pollard, like 65-yard touchdown rush to the house or something like that. And that was pretty much all of his points, 71 yards and a touchdown. That, that all came from one big play. Um, so we'll see if he continues to hit the lotto there. Uh, good signs from Antonio Gibson and Josh Jacobs, who now doesn't have to contend with Kenyon Drake for touches because Drake unfortunately had a pretty bad injury. And uh, Cowboys defense, another nice little nice little day. They had a pick six from like a defensive lineman or something like that. Just Taysom Hill threw it right to him. Hey, all I need to do is run it, baby. <laughs> Uh, Cowboys actually number three defense. Fuck you. His fingers hurt. He needs his finger to throw, and I don't need him to throw. He throws interceptions when he throws. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, do they play on Thursday again? Is that the game? Yeah, is it Saints Vikings? Oh uh, no, they play the Jets. Uh, Saints and Steelers. I'm sorry, Vikings Steelers on Thursday. You get. Najee. Najee. Um, we'll probably we'll probably we'll probably have to do the preview episode on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. We'll have the game on in the background. Uh okay, moving right along. Um, good job out of Justin creating the drama. 30 points, 30 points. And don't forget about so I have a I'll screenshot it if it's relevant, but when Justin was texting me this morning about this, I was like, man, it was 94 last week and now it's 30. It's definitely possible. And then he's like, yeah, I know, man, I'm locked in. I, I'm confident. And I said, oh, yeah, don't forget, you have to not get outscored by William. And he just sent, like, crying, laughing faces. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not concerning, William. Show him. <laughs> All right, that's four matches down with two to go. Quick one because Fonz and Warwick played each other with no real implications. This was more like final standings. 
Fonz does walk away with the win, 93 to Warwick's 65. We can talk about what that means win-loss-wise for the record. Uh, Warwick has pretty much conceded he's playing for next year and does have his first-round draft pick, and Fonz does not. It belongs to Scott. So um, worsen Scott's odds a little bit is is what Fonz did and is going to try to continue to do going into next week. Um, Oh, wow, I didn't realize that Warwick started David Johnson and he didn't play. Uh, and Darren Waller, and he didn't play. Holy shit, I didn't realize Warwick wasn't setting his lineup. There it goes. Hmm. I don't know. I don't really know. I don't really know. Because, like, there's been a few. There's a couple that were accidents. Like, Corey Davis uh, happened to, to Miller last week. And then Fonz had, a, what, Mark Ingram or somebody like that that they left in. So, I don't know. I always like, yeah, yeah. I always like that people have the spirit of still at least setting a lineup. You know, even Michelle, who had no interest in winning last year, was putting in. Oh, God. Fonz is just dancing in the background. <laughs> can you name the movie meet yourself and figure that out um <laughs> What is it? What is it? Fearless. We'll have to look it up. I'll, I'll give Michelle a picture to put up on the gram. Say <laughs> this is our fonts now. That looks like. Uh, I don't know, Jose. I, I'm not sure the appropriate way to uh to handle this. Like I said, I there's some teams that at this time of year are not interested in winning, but do still have implications on on potential rankings and playoff teams and stuff so uh David Johnson. All right. All right. Just a note for now. We'll see what happens week 14. <laughs> All your bets are negated if you don't set a full lineup. <laughs> uh, all right, last one of the league, Castro. You finally got a piece of your cousin, <laughs> and you did whoop his ass. One thirty-eight point nine to ninety-six point four eight. Not 
Not really close. I mean, 96, 96 ain't bad. Close to 100, you take that. But against 138, it does not look too menacing. Uh, put in put in his boy, Gardner Minshew, last minute in place of Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Gaster, I would love it if and when he finally drops Philip Lindsay, if you put like a bunch of money to pick him up right after that. <laughs> <laughs> William might quit. That might finally be what makes him retire. The <laughs> um, yeah, Gardner Minshew showed up nice. Did, okay, did did he mean to dress up like Maverick from Top Gun, or did he just look like that? <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Uh, did you guys see his celebration afterwards where he was like slapping his dad? <laughs> <It's> like, like, <laughs> 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 yeah, that guy's, that guy's awesome. He needs, he, him and Ryan Fitzpatrick, my favorite backup quarterbacks. Yeah, the, the league is better when those guys uh, are in the headlines. Uh, good for him. Got his team. The dub, unfortunately, did not do the same for Isaac. But he gave you a, a nice 18. You know, I would have killed for that most weeks. to take that. Um, Jamar Chase, since the trade, and I don't know when that was, but I will say at least in the last four games, 2.9, 10, because he scored, 3.9, 5.2. A far cry from the monstrous start he had the start of the year maybe isaac's not so much a witch is he cooling off did the defenses catch on what's the deal hmm. oh his finger got messed up didn't it Um, yeah, he did. He was, he was mostly bottled up in this game. Actually chargers are not, they're, they're more credited with their pass defense than their rush, but they were bottling him up. He did squeeze out a touchdown to get you from 3.4 to 9.4. So still, even on a bad day, gets you close to 10 points. Uh, that is why he is a top five running back top three, actually, excuse me, uh, behind only Austin Eckler, who again, got you 12 um, excuse me, got you 12 points. Isaac holding that number two spot. And then number one, Jonathan Taylor, another monster game, 32 carries, 143 yards, and two touchdowns for 24 points. I will say only one more point than my boy Javante this week. <laughs> hey, get Melvin Gordon the fuck out of the game. And watch him work. Watch him work. Uh, 
Yeah, Hawkinson scored. I figured he's happy about that. This this wasn't close for that long, though. Uh, you're freaking, freaking Brady, man. As soon as we started talking, I asked you last week, hey, are you worried? You worried? He's getting old. He's looking. You even said he's looking like shit. Three straight weeks with under 20 points. And then, bam, 51. He had 19 pass attempts in like the first quarter and a half. Did you see that? Ridiculous. Mm. probably he he should have quoted Aaron Rodgers I still own you he fucking owns Atlanta he is and this is actually going to reignite a point that I was making with Justin and it was a question that I was going to pose and most of these things I think of um like potential rule changes, things like that. I, I generally pose them from a neutral perspective. It's just like an observation I make, and I think, huh, would this be good or bad for the league? But uh, most people would agree as I struggle to find the points leaders on the season. I'm not great at running two different things from my brain at the same time. Castro, you can go ahead and vamp and talk shit about your cousin if you'd like while I find the uh, scoring leaders. <laughs> it's my analysis <laughs> uh... <laughs> did he miss like five games Uh, I wish I could do points per game, and this is going to be tough to do without um, the actual hard data, but I'll just plant the seed now for you guys and for anyone else that might be listening. Um, and I guess William will listen later as he fucking walks in circles in his room. But the question was going to be, the question was going to be, at the time I posted, Jalen Hurts was the number one quarterback. Now, he missed this past week um, because of his injury, so he has slipped out of there. He's dropped to number four now, it looks like. But the way the NFL has trended recently, um, mobile quarterbacks seem to have, I guess, had the points skewed towards them to where your legs are almost more beneficial than your arm. Um, the greatest are the guys who have a combo of both, uh, Josh Allen, uh, Pat Mahomes, and uh, Lamar Jackson to an extent, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson was at the top of his game. So those guys are the pure hybrids. But when a guy like Jalen Hurts squeezes to number one uh, when he's a clearly inferior passer, and then there's guys like Tom Brady who is just an anomaly. Like he is he is proving this theory wrong, but he's also like once in a generation type of type of talent. Like once in a, once once in a history at this point, like no one's ever done what he's doing, especially at this age. But what I was saying as I was going through the ranks, and let's just keep these top four in mind right now. Tom Brady number one, Josh Allen, number two, Justin Herbert, number three. Those guys are all within three points of each other, 274, 271, 271. And then there's Jalen Hurts, who is 16 points behind Herbert. Now, let's say he hits his average. He probably scores at least 19, 20, and then puts him back at number one. Passing touchdowns-wise, 34 for Brady. Number one, uh, kind of by far. Second place looks like maybe Stafford at 30. 
Jalen Hurts has 13, a difference of 21 passing touchdowns. And my question I asked this to Justin was, has rushing been overemphasized at the position and should a change be made to balance it back to reward pocket passers uh, so that the Tom Brady's, Matt Stafford's, Kirk Cousins, uh, and even to an extent Justin Herbert's of the world um, are more rewarded for their talent. So my suggestion there was a lot of leagues do, you know, we do four points for passing touchdowns. A lot of leagues do six. And then we kind of did the math. We're like, ah, oh, maybe that's a little too skewed. So then I was like, oh, maybe five. Because if we talk about five, Tom Brady would have 21 more points than he already has over Jalen Hurts. And I, to me, I'd say that's like deserved because Tom Brady is far and away a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. So it was like a more accurate representation in this case. And for the next few guys, Jared Allen has 26, so that's plus 13. And then uh, Justin Herbert has 27, so that's plus 14. So again, no bias, but this was just sort of like a thought and an observation I was having and was curious as to y'all's opinion. Well, like, for example, and somewhere Isaac is pissed. He's like, he thinks I'm targeting Jalen Hurts to try and get him out of relevance. <laughs> Fuck that. Isaac hates every rule change ever. He's against all of them. But let me say this. As somebody who believes firmly that I now have a, a number one QB in Taysom Hill, and I admit he is not good at throwing the football. He threw four picks to Dallas the first time he got a chance. But I am I'm hyped because I know he is going to run it like probably double digit times a game. He got me a hundred rushing yards from the QB position. I don't give a shit that he can't throw. It's just, it's like, it's, it's a cheat code. It's a hack. So he got me the second most fantasy points I've had all season from the position. And he's not a good passer whatsoever. So that's a little bit of like what prompted this thought. I'm like, shit, this is like, this is a little bit of a hack. I feel like to, to grab guys like this. And I say that as somebody who's about to benefit from it. So this is just me posing the question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think I'm kind of in the middle too. Again, this is more of an observation than than anything. And uh, Justin and I were looking at it, and this is maybe something that, like, maybe it's a trend that's starting. Like these rushing quarterbacks are kind of just starting. The Kyler's, the Josh Allen's, the Taysom Hill, uh, Jalen Hurts. If it comes to a point where half the league has turned into those. It's like, okay, maybe the Ben Roethlisberger's and well, he's not any good anymore, but you know, last three years when he could still throw um, 
Cam Newton was maybe one of the ones who kickstarted it, but if half the league starts to tilt and it becomes that, maybe we start talking about a shift to uh, reward guys who can actually still throw the football. Uh, uh, funny you bring that up. He is quarterback nine on the year. Um, he did miss one game because of COVID, but even still QB nine and his passing touchdowns on the season are at 23. So that would give him 10 points higher and put him at 234. He actually wouldn't jump any spots at all. He'd still be behind Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Right. Um. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, I, it affects more players, right? Because there's only, what, 12 quarterbacks that play on a given thing versus two running backs, two wide receivers, and two flexes. So you're talking about six per team that that have their numbers affected every single week. Um, so it's a little more drastic. Again, just posing the question, William. I don't know if you've been listening. Or you've been kind of quiet. I don't. Like, I don't know if I dare even ask your thoughts. Yeah, let's hear it. Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> um what uh what I'll say is that I I think conversations can be had independently. I don't want anyone to think that one rule change means an entire can of worms. I like everyone's like bracing themselves for Michelle's wrath on this whole thing. Every single one of you brought that up. <laughs> it, it's been, it's been put to the Senate floor. 
Well, she's pushing for a quarter. And like, I don't hate a quarter. Like as I was watching these and I won't reopen this conversation, but as somebody caught the ball two yards behind the line of scrimmage and they got sacked, I'm like, see, PPR is so fucking stupid for this reason. That guy just got plus 0.8 for that thing that happened. But if it's a quarter point, it's still like a net loss. Like he went backwards. So it's a little more balanced if we were going to do it at all. But again, separate conversation than this. Again, this is just me floating the idea, the concept. It popped in my head. I just kind of wanted to hear y'all's thoughts on it. One thing I do want to push for, for sure, this offseason is decimal scoring for field goal kickers. Uh, I like that a lot. Now, my only question to you guys on that is, is there a floor? So is it always three the same way a touchdown is always six? Or is it possible to get like 2.6 if it's a 26-yarder? <laughs> Jose, Jose's just staring up at the sky. He's gonna split the tie. It is. It is. I see it both ways. Because you're right. If you get, if you get 14 yards, you get 1.4. No matter any way you slice it. But if you get in the end zone, it's always six. So one is a scoring play as opposed to moving play. And a field goal is always three. It would be the argument I, I understand on that side. I don't really, I don't have, I don't feel strongly. I see both sides, but it's just a thought. <laughs> uh, nothing else for this. We'll, we'll, we'll cover most of the implications on the preview show, which I promise we'll do this week but for a final look at these standings heading into week 14 where did they go at number one is yes still you castro 11 and 2 number two right on your heels at 11 and 2 is jacob coming off his beatdown of miller <laughs> uh number three jumping up from number four you were number four last week right moved up one spot is is Jose. He dropped Isaac down to number four, which is big because three plays six, which is either going to be Miller or Justin or you, William. We'll find out next week. And winner of that game would go on to play the number two seed, which at the moment is Jacob. Uh, dropping down to number four was Isaac after his loss to you, Castro. Staying in and now locked in at least at number five is me. And I say locked in as in that's my floor. Technically, at eight and five, Jose, Isaac, and myself, we could all shuffle still. If Jose loses and me and Isaac win, he drops all the way to five. If Jose wins, he locks. Like, basically, everyone in that order controls their own destiny. If Jose wins at three, he stays at three. If Isaac wins at four uh, and Jose wins, Isaac stays at four. And if they both win, I don't really get shit. But if they both lose, I could potentially go from five all the way up to three because I would jump them. The points do not matter in this scenario because we are all separated by like 100. Jose's up 100 over Isaac, and Isaac's up 100 over me. Um, so it really is all wins and losses. And we'll get into it with the preview show. I don't know who everybody plays. Actually, I do know you play Jacob, Jose. So some, something to play for here to play for if you want to play either justin or miller which honestly i don't know if justin sneaks in he's been hot he's been hot lately all right we'll see we'll talk about it on the preview show
<laughs> just don't manipulate. Just let let it play out and then beat who's in front of you. That's all you can do. Eh. Jonathan Taylor's gonna get hurt that week. <laughs> Uh, all right. So at number four, as I said, is Isaac at eight and five. Also at eight and five is me at number five. Number six for now is Miller holding almost exactly 30 points. It's 30.4, 30.4 point lead over Justin. And the win loss doesn't matter for Justin or I mean, it kind of matters for you, William, because you're Justin six and seven, William, you're five and eight. It matters because if you lose and your brother wins, you would drop down and whoever, who has your draft pick? Is it Fonz? Okay. Well, yeah, kind of, I, I think your brother's going to root for you to lose and he's going to try and win. He plays me though. So good luck. Good luck there. Um, sorry, William, you are 41 points behind Miller. You need to jump him and Justin, who you are 12, 11.18, it looks like, behind Justin. Uh, ninth place at 5 and 8 is Fonz. Tenth place at 4 and 9 is Work. And 11 and 12, both at 3 and 10, are Scott and Michelle. We'll talk about all the implications on the preview show. Jose, what'd you, what'd you see? <laughs> you know we have that it was i mean the moment you said it you, you talked shit i remember what you said but i remember calling you out and said you just fucked your whole season and it looks like that was right <laughs> you sound like his parents <laughs> <Damn. laughs> alright guys well we're done we did it <laughs> it really works. Uh, we'll see you in a couple days 